This is Two Girls, One Ghost. ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I am Sabrina. Here we are back again. It has been 48 hours. Well, it's been 72 hours since I tried to stop eating meat, but I only made it 48 hours. So I'm in a better mood today. There we go. You know what? Why, Why get rid of things that make you happy? Right. I don't want to live a life of suffering. And life is short. So just eat whatever the heck you want. It reminds me of that meme of the mac and cheese where it says, like, mac and cheese can kill you. And someone responded and said, we're not here for a long time. Just a good time. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Preach. I just got them to buy Easy Mac at work. So all my late nights have just been eating Easy Mac for dinner. Oh, dream come true. It's so yummy. Um, Okay. I have to tell you about a weird experience I had last night. Did you astral project? No, 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 no. Um, I don't really know. And I'm still processing because it's like 7 a.m. and I'm still half asleep. But mm-hmm. I woke myself up in the middle of the night talking. Like I was talking out loud and I woke up. And I don't know if I was talking to someone else or if it was like me just sleep talking. But I don't remember having a dream. And I remember it Feeling like I was having a conversation with someone. Did Nick know what you were saying? No, he was asleep. I'll have to ask him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you taking any sick sickness medicines? No. I'm sick in the brain. Maybe that's what it is. Lack of sleep, stress. I don't know. It could be paranormal. It could be. I also am hoping my cat comes to visit me. Oh, yeah. Your cat passed. Not yeah. Leia. Not Leia. Not Leia. My childhood cat. Your mother's So both my cats, who were my childhood cats, have passed in the past two years. And they are the cats responsible for, like, making me fall in love with cats. They would sleep on my head. Like, they were just, you know, they were were my babies. And I was really hoping that Blossom, when she passed away two years ago, was going to come visit me. And then in doing this podcast and reading all the stories from people who were like, my cat, I like, my cat that passed away comes to, like, sleep on my bed. And I get, I don't know, I was like a little bummed. I was like, I wonder if I'm too far away and they can't find me. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the stories we read, it's people who are, well, not necessarily, but a lot of them are at the, the home where the cat right, passed away. Right, So yeah. maybe when you go home, maybe you just need to relax. Maybe you're putting off vibes. It's like we, when you really want attention from a cat, they don't want to give you attention. It's one of those things. They that's play hard true. to get. Not these so cats, you, though. If you're were... too desperate, they're not going to come. Oh, these cats were the best. It's just sad. It is sad. But My they're... family, in the past year, we had uh, the last two family dogs that were mm. like my, my cousin's dogs both passed this Aww. past year. So now we're a dogless family. I saw for your birthday you were doing donations to... It was... um. A senior dog sanctuary. That is so sweet. I reached my goal. Raised $200 on Facebook. 
I like that Facebook does that, that they do the donation thing because it's just, it's like, why not? You know, it doesn't even matter if you reach your goal. Any money is is money towards the, yeah. yeah, Even if, I mean, Facebook automatically donates five bucks and if that's all you get, at least you got five dollars to the. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Something possibly paranormal, but not so paranormal that happened to me was I'm starting to interview interview for jobs i went into an office and you had to check in below before going up the elevator with the security guard yeah and the woman asked for my name and i gave her my name and she looks at me and she goes were you just here (gasps) and i think she meant to say like have you been here before so she'd check me into the database with my old profile i don't know what she meant but the way she said it made me think that I'd been there before. So I looked at her really concerned and I was like, why do I have a doppelganger? And she died laughing. <laughs> like couldn't even give me an answer. She was laughing the entire time. She was checking That's me amazing. in. amazing. Then when I came back down from the elevator, she's still laughing and she's like, so funny, so funny. And I'm like, it's not funny. It's scary. Could- <laughs> it's scary. What if your doppelganger got the, go- got the job, but you didn't? Mother trucker. Nah, maybe they'd hire me. My doppelganger would owe me, you know? Right. We're, we're soul sisters. Well, depends on your understanding of doppelgangers. Sometimes they're just evil. Well, if they want to take these jobs, then fine. It's not like I'm dying to work my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> just want to eat mac and cheese and I want to just sit have on your a couch. greenhouse and take care of my garden. I've said it a million times and it makes no sense for my personality. Not my personality. It makes no sense for my skill level because I have a black thumb. But my whole dream is to just have a ton of plants and a ton of dogs and yet I can't keep plants alive. Yeah, they're all going to haunt you. But practice makes perfect. True. It's always good to start on a plant before you move on to a, a living dog creature with a heartbeat. Although, I can, I truthfully, can in my experience, keeping a cat alive is a lot easier than keeping plants alive. Cats are easy. I've had dogs, too. Dogs are... I think cats are easy because it's just like you know that they can't be trained quite as much as a dog can. So you sort of give up pretty early on. It's just like, okay, well, they're just going to do what they do. <laughs> I disagree. Really? I've trained Leia to sit. I've trained her to do a lot of things. Well, she's an anomaly. She's not like any other cat I've met. She's very talkative. Well, she's Siamese, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She jumped in my bathtub this morning. While you were, were you in the bath? No. Did the, you take a bath at no, no, 5.30 a.m.? No, I went into the bathroom, <laughs> and she loves to sit on my lap while I'm in the bathroom, but then this morning she just went into the bathtub and started, like, licking at the faucet. So I turned the faucet <laughs> what <a> weirdo. on. <laughs> I have an email from someone. Her okay. name is Casey, and... I'll just read it to you. She says, Hey, lady bros. I was listening to the Satan Sedan episode in my car, and it had just passed the part where you were talking about putting something in your passenger seat so spirits don't think they're welcome in your car. So I quickly pull my Taco Bell bag shotgun and start to feel smug about outsmarting the unseen. About five seconds later, the podcast started sputtering. I tried to pause, replay, but iTunes froze. I managed to grab my other phone. I always stream on my work phone because I'm fiscally irresponsible. And I recorded a little bit of it before it rebooted my entire radio. Super cool. (laughs) Thanks. It's broad daylight. I have my 11-month-old son in the backseat, and I pulled over to email you because I'm so creeped out. This has never happened before, and I feel like you guys should go halfsies on a car exorcism with me. (laughs) 
And she sent us the video and it just full on, like the entire car screen just like shuts off and resets. That's weird. So many people have had that experience. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you said for the first half of that email, though, because as soon as she said Taco Bell, that's all I was thinking I about. know. <laughs> but we have had, I mean, not the, like, radio rebooting, but a lot of people have sent us stuff or messaged us about, like, weird, glitchy things that happen mm-hmm. to their technology, especially a Dominus. Dominus. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people had weird stuff happen with their phone or their electronics. Or, like, car accidents. We had a few people get in car accidents. One of my friends said that her brother was listening to the episode and a bird flew into his car windshield. This is why we're the most haunted podcast in America. Yeah. Not only we've earned we haunted, that title, but other people who try to listen to things get are becoming haunted. haunted. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I don't want people to think that they're going to get haunted listening to us. No, it's just the ghost trying to kiss you through the phone or car or (laughs) you know whatever it is trying to kiss you yeah but don't let anyone kiss you without permission yeah definitely not i decided today i'm gonna stop being nice to everyone someone i was walking in it's 6 45 a.m and the security guard goes hey honey smile and i was like no and i just kept walking by why would he say that it's so rude and i was like i'm not gonna fucking smile for you don't tell me to smile and then i walked away and i was like i'm never gonna be nice that's like i hate that that's like the one thing when people say smile it's like no why what does that do for you are you trying to just like do you think that that's like you're on a mission to make people happier if they smile instead you're just creeping them out and if they do smile it's because they don't want you to follow them and they're like i'll just do this one thing so i can move on right i already have a stalker i don't need another one <laughs> I hate that's like my biggest oh god I could I'm writing a story about stalkers right now and I am it Are is you? all I'm thinking about so based on a true story Sabrina's life yeah except for I'm not a serial killer my main character is isn't that the character you based on me yep god damn it <laughs> <laughs> you should I be honored you told me you were like oh I based like you inspired one of my characters I was like, which one and you were like it's a serial killer i was like oh my god <laughs> whatever when it gets made into a, a tv show or a movie i'll just have to be cast as a serial killer you will and then you'll be an actress again finally you've Ugh, made it i don't want to be though me neither well then i won't cast you fine but i just give me like a little cameo like like, I'll just okay. walk by with, like, some drinks or something. Yeah, yeah, And I sh- stare right into the camera <laughs> and ruin every single shot. Can we get this girl <laughs> out of the shot, please? Take 38 for the one extra who keeps looking in the camera. <laughs> Dude, it happens. I know. Are we ready to get into some creepy shit? I think we are. This okay. is another another episode with the topic picked by one of our Patreon donors. It was picked by Alyssa. And she picked haunted European castles. Which there are a lot. I was like, oh man, we're going to have like a few to choose from. But there, there's so many. So many. So many many that I was very conflicted between two up until maybe midnight last night. And that I ended up adding this topic to our list again in the future. There are a few topics that I want to go back to and do again. Because I find other things and I'm like, I have to do this one next time. It's so hard to pick. It's so hard to pick. But what did you pick? Is it, it's, okay. (laughs) 
me, me, me. Stutter, stutter. Okay. It's actually good that I go first because mine is a bit more happy and friendly. And I know you said you picked a scary one. Is that better? I'm not sure. And yeah, it's always, I like to be scared at the end. And then you you can relax at the end, but like be on edge because through that, yeah, turn it off and then be nervous the rest of the day. Who doesn't love anxiety? (laughs) All right. I picked Bally City Castle. Okay. I believe it's pronounced Bally City. I looked on about 100 different YouTube videos and no one said the name, but one person on the internet said Bally City. So this one person has determined <laughs> how I will say it for the rest great of this episode. Everyone else clearly was afraid of mispronouncing it, so they just avoided saying it. Yeah, usually I can find clips of news anchors or yeah. like someone there were even tours of the hotel and they never said the hotel's name so it's like what the hell <laughs> okay come on well all right let's go with bally cd i picked bally cd castle because it's not just a castle that you can visit it is one of the few castles you can actually stay in overnight trip advisor listed it as one of the top 10 most haunted hotels in the world what also on that list was queen mary which is in Long Beach, California. Also on that list, although it doesn't fit into the category, was our podcast. It's just that <laughs> haunted. It's just so haunted. It's the most haunted of everything. <laughs> uh, the castle is in County Kerry, Ireland, and it was converted into a four-star hotel. And there are, I believe, 39 total rooms, 30 acres of land. It's extremely beautiful, as you can imagine. And it's a very popular spot for weddings. Ooh. I encourage everyone to look it up. There's like beautiful ivy or some sort of oh my gosh. plant that takes over the side of the buildings going up. Oh, God, it's beautiful. So pretty. So pretty. Bally CD Castle is family owned and operated. And my favorite part about the castle, it's not ghost related, but it has dogs. And um, I'm not sure if he's still alive today because the article that I found was from like 2016. But there's an Irish wolfhound named Mr. Higgins <gasps> who resides at the hotel and he loves to greet the guests. Oh my god, he's How the cute. first he's the first picture that shows up when you search the castle. Did you just Google image? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he is so cute. Mr. Higgins. <gasps> and he has friends who come to the hotel with him, other Irish wolfhounds. I love Irish wolfhounds. Oh. They're so pretty. They just look like old men. they look like a grandpa every irish wolfhound looks like a grandpa i love when people have dogs that look like them i know (laughs) one of my favorite things in the world all right so this place is beautiful and it has a dog and it is haunted so there are three ways three three reasons three reasons this is the podcast by children basically my vernacular i you know i'm not even gonna talk i'm just gonna keep going just move on Moving on. Um, so I think, honestly, f- fuck me. How am I supposed to? I'm sweating now. My upper lip is dewy. I'm overwhelmed. I quit. You can do it. I believe in you. So does our ghost and so does our fruit fly and so does Leia. Oh, thank you. That gave me confidence to keep going. Oh, thank God. Thought I was going right. to have to carry this all by myself. I'll send you my notes and then you can you can do my part. Okay. All right. So. 
I think everyone should go. I myself want to go. Me too. You might be like, well, Corinne, why would you want to go? You usually tell Sabrina no when she wants to go to these places (laughs) because you are scared. Yes, that is true. But for the most part, these spirits are very harmless and friendly. So I would go to this place. Okay. Brief history. Ballyseedy Castle belonged to the chief garrison of the Fitzgerald's family, Earls of Desmond, back in the 1590s. Ooh. The family was known for not swearing their allegiance to the crown, which I think is kind of badass. Yeah, that's super badass. Rebels. Uh, But it it also led to the wars known as the Geraldine Wars, Hmm. which went on for three centuries. So obviously that wasn't a great thing because I'm sure many people died. Yeah. Three centuries, 300 years of wars just because they were like, nah, bish, we don't want to fucks with you. Yeah. That's interesting. At what point do you just give in and say, all right, it's like Jon Snow bending the knee to, what's her name? Daenerys. 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 Thank you. So these wars went on for a long time, and then they eventually ended when Gerald, the 16th Earl, was beheaded, and his head was put on display on the London Bridge to warn people not to cross the Queen. So some power problems there. I just think that people need to get Whoa. over themselves. His you head was even... displayed on the London Bridge. Yeah, so that other people would know not to go against the royal family. Or Damn. else they'd be in war for 300 years and end with their heads cut off. Yeah, don't fucks with that. But it's like, just get over yourself. <laughs> like, what does it matter if some people don't like you? I feel like monarchs and kings and rulers and emperors were the, like, OG social media whores. (laughs) You know, everyone has to like them. And they got away with everything. They just like killed people and beheaded people and it was just whatever. They can do whatever they want. But here we are, alive. And for this day, we will continue talking about ghosts. (laughs) The castle then changed hands after the beheading and was leased to the Blenerhasset family. Sorry who kept it as a castle until 1966 and little fun fact about this family and their renting of the castle this may have been the cheapest rent ever what was it because all that the blenhassett family had to do was present one red rose each year on midsummer's day no one rose one day each year for a castle can you I'm imagine? sorry, what? <laughs> like, Sabrina, picture yourself going on Zillow right now and finding this nice-ass place, and then they say, like, for one day every year, you must eat 12 cashews, and that, for me, is payment enough. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay, well, the rose thing, do you have to grow it yourself? Because if that's the case, we might have some issues. I don't know the details, but but it's one rose. That's amazing. One rose, and you get a massive castle. Why do we have to pay a shit ton of money now to buy a house that's, like, not a castle? I don't know. I don't know. My future landlord's going to get pissed, though, because I'm just going to send them one rose every month. (laughs) Um, In an envelope. This is how they used to do it, and I'm traditional, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this lucky-ass family lives there until 1966, and then afterwards it changed hands, eventually becoming a hotel. Okay. And the last of the Blenner Hassett family 
was a woman named Hilda who worked as a World War I nurse. And she was friendly and she was kind. And she still is today. Because Hilda never moved out and her spirit is seen by guests in the hotel. That is a very nice ghost to see. It is. And there are some things that she does and I'm just, I'm curious. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Hilda died in the 1960s, but she still likes to frequent the Crosby room in the hotel, which actually used to be her bedroom when she lived there. But Mm. she's everywhere. You know, she's not just in the Crosby room. But when she is in the Crosby room, she enjoys looking out the window, taking in the beautiful scenery, those 30-some acres of land, so pretty, probably watching weddings going on. It's great. She's also been known to strike up conversations with guests. What? Those who are lucky enough to converse with Hilda have reported that she, she like, how do I describe it? She basically talks to them and makes predictions about their future that end up being accurate what that is so cool yeah so free and accurate fortune telling from the source itself straight from the dead well we have said that ghosts have knowledge of the future a lot of them do and they they are able to kind of predict things and that's why right we've read so many ouija board stories where the ghosts like tell you of something that's going to happen mm-hmm Yeah, so I tried to look up what exactly those fortunes were because I was very curious, but there's no information on Hmm. what her predictions were. We'll have to go and find out. I think we should go get some free free fortune telling from Hilda herself. I would love to go. Me too. This seems like a dream. I'm going to look up flights right now. Tell me how much they are. Okay. All right, so I think the people that get fortune telling are obviously the luckiest ones. But even if you don't get your fortune told, you can still know that she's near if you smell roses. The smell of roses will appear as she's drifting through rooms. Whoa. (laughs) And it's believed that she actually holds a rose as she walks around the premise. Quite possibly her rent rose, maybe. Hmm. Every year she comes with her rose. And that's another thing. They say that uh, she likes to appear to guests, but especially on March 24th, which I'm assuming is the day... Where the rose was due for rent. Interesting. Because she'll appear every year on that day. Run-ins with Hilda seemed to be very real to a lot of people. A lot of guests reported that they didn't actually know that they were seeing a ghost until later on when they were walking through the castle, just looking at the artwork and the pictures and whatever. And then they noticed that the woman that they had seen earlier was pictured in one of the old paintings. And then they, they ask about it at the hotel and then find out oh that person you saw earlier is actually dead because she died (gasps) that's so cool 80 years ago or (laughs) however long math but i like that they have a portrait of her that's very sweet and if you look at their rooms everything's very like ornate it definitely looks like an old european castle at least like a uk ireland type of castle i feel like i can't just generalize it as european because if you think about how many countries are in europe I know. How different the architecture is and, like, customs and everything. I can't just group it all together. Right. There was one incident where they believe Hilda may not have been so nice. Oh. It was in 1998. The guests who were staying at the hotel fled in terror. Like, they grabbed all of their things and they ran out into town and stopped at a local library and asked for a book on ghosts and told the librarian that they had seen a spirit up at the castle. 
it's not known what Hilda did to those guests because they grabbed all their stuff and peaced out. So no one knows what happened. Mm. But it was obviously enough to make them run. But you could you could view it as rather than Hilda did something scary or bad, those people could just be less open to seeing ghosts and they just were freaked out. True. But it's interesting because a lot of people who see Hilda don't even realize that they're seeing a ghost to begin with. Right. But if they're like sitting in the room and all of a sudden like a ghost or like something walks out of their bathroom, it's like, oh, you didn't come in through the front door. We didn't let you in here. True. Very true. You are definitely not real. And if if they were fleeing in terror because of something Hilda did that was negative, I think because I I believe that Hilda is a well-intentioned spirit. Mm -hmm. She worked as a nurse and she tells people fortunes and like likes to hang out with people and still pays her rent every year right. like she's a good she's a good girl good tenant she's a great tenant <laughs> i think <laughs> i'd love to have her as a tenant yeah in the apartment you don't own or home you don't own <laughs> i need money to own a place so and i'll never get there with the amount that rent is but anyway i i also wonder if maybe they were doing something bad Hmm. she caught them and chased them away because they were i don't know i don't want to speculate but it's very possible who knows what they were doing on the property people are very disrespectful so it's very possible yeah people get in that that mode when they're in hotels where they're like this doesn't belong to me i can do whatever i want yeah and they break stuff and then they leave and then all of a sudden they get a bill and they're like shit the marriott caught me <laughs> and hilda caught you and hilda many guests who have not seen Hilda have still experienced strange paranormal occurrences. Uh, and actually, TV shows have gone to see what they can find. And I believe one TV show was honestly there for like months looking into months? the hotel. Yeah. They just didn't want to leave. Show or, they just yeah, wanted they were, to live in a castle. Come on. It's just so beautiful. And like, you have a dog. Like, what more <laughs> could you ask for? I'm working. Sorry. Uh, there are mysterious voices, phantom laughter, the sound of people walking and running who aren't actually there. Mm -hmm. And the old landlords are said to still walk the long halls in the basement. Wow. There are loud bangs and thuds that occur at night. And actually, one hotel worker reported that he was in a room and from inside the wardrobe, this loud <gasps> banging started happening. Oh my God, that's so scary. And then the wardrobe crashed to the floor right in front of him Ooh, so he refused what? to ever go into that room again and then i believe he eventually left working for the hotel altogether that's spooky it is spooky i would i would probably move out of wherever i was if that were the case well you know who doesn't move out who rory and marnie they are the current owners of the property and they haven't experienced much but they did say that one night when the castle was completely empty, they heard voices at the top of the stairs and then heard what sounded like a few people running down the stairs. So Rory went to look, but he found that the doors were still locked and no one was there. So it sounds like there are Whoa. multiple spirits, not just Tilda. But right. for the most part, they're friendly and they're just like doing their own thing. I mean, it's an ideal place to live if you're a ghost because it sounds like a really nice, beautiful castle that has positive energy. So why not? to spend your afterlife there i would love to know if mr higgins the irish wolfhound mm -hmm. is afraid to go into any spots of the castle Ooh. 
you know, because you always trust your pets. So if Mr. Higgins is fine with being in a room, then I'm fine with being in a room. But if he's not, like, I'm not trying to go in that room. Do you think you can pay extra to have Mr. Higgins, like, sleep in your bedroom with you when you stay (laughs) at the castle? I don't think he'd want to. (laughs) You don't know that, Corinne. He might love you. He might love me. But, yeah, guys, that's Bally Seedy Castle. Dog, ghosts, fortune telling. It has it all. Sounds beautiful. We should definitely go. Actually, flights, I did look them up. They're pretty cheap. How much are they? What's cheap? Well, one way is 197 if we went November 29th. 197 For one way. And then return is like 190 That's so cheap. That's cheaper than me. That's like the same price for me to fly to California. Yeah. It's cheaper. Probably. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, what's the temperature like in November? It's probably a little chilly. Yeah. It's definitely off season. But it's a nice, like, you know... Nice Irish brisk cold. Right. It's always like the UK always kind of stays. I keep saying the UK. I know Northern Ireland's not a part of the UK. Yeah. Um, But that area is very temperate, right? And when you're in such a beautiful place, the weather doesn't really matter. And I'm also not someone who really likes to go places when they're hot. Like I'm never really a summer. Okay. I need to correct myself. I love going to beach vacations. But if I'm supposed to also be taking in the sights... Like, I don't want to – I don't really want to go to Italy in the summer because I want to walk around and see everything. I don't want to be sweating. I can't chafe my way through every country. (laughs) You could, but you don't want to. I need to be comfy. Corinne's chafing through Europe. (laughs) That's your Europe (laughs) trip, your Euro trip. I should create uh, a blog. Yeah. (laughs) Chafing my way downtown. Ooh. (laughs) I love it. Subscribe. Catch my newsletter. So the castle I chose is a little bit more spooky than yours, and it's not um, as friendly. So I chose Lep Castle, and it's spelt L-E-A-P, but it's pronounced Lep. Oh, interesting. Already I mentioned Game of Thrones in your story, but this castle was like every single beat of it reminded me of Game of Thrones. So... Lep Castle was built in the 1500s and has throughout time been used as a fortress, a home, and a tomb. Uh, Life and death blur within the walls of this castle, which results in many fascinating and horrifying spirits. Life and death blur within the castle. Lep Castle is in Coolderry, Count Offaly, Ireland. It's about six (laughs) miles south of Kennedy. We both chose Irish castles? We both chose Irish castles. Ireland did it. You guys You guys have the most haunted castles in Europe. I think Ireland's calling us. Is it beckoning? I think beckoning? we have to go. It is. Is this a spirit telling us to go to Ireland? I put one of those conch shells up to my ear and it said, go to Ireland. <laughs> the sea is calling. The sea is it's bringing calling. us to Ireland, baby. All right. I'm down. Let's go. So it's not entirely clear when the main, when the main tower was built, but it's believed to be... Ha- Believed to have been built around 1250 CE. It was built by the O'Bannon clan and it was originally called Lep of the O'Bannons. But the land upon which the castle is built is believed to have been used and occupied since the Iron Age, which I didn't remember what the Iron Age was because I don't remember history classes. I have no idea what the Iron Age is either. Well, it let me tell you. It with me at all. It's 500 BCE. Well, I don't think we went back that far in history <laughs> class. You briefly went over it. But that's that's like crazy old. 
And there's some evidence that the castle was built upon the site of an ancient stone structure structure that was used by the Druids for initiation ceremonies. And it is said that the Druids specifically chose this land because it was dense in spiritual activity and that the land that Lep Castle is built upon is the crossing of two ley lines, which means that the veneer between the physical and spiritual realms is much thinner than in other places, which means, hello, ghosts. Wait, what are the Druids? Who are the Druids? I don't know what that is. They are an ancient peoples in the Celtic culture. Did I say it right this time? Celtic? Yeah, <laughs> Celtic. So what is their whole initiation thing? Like, what, why are they initiating if they're so in class? So I don't know like, specifically <laughs> what the ceremony was, but they were religious leaders and also just... The, the dictionary says a priest, magician, or soothsayer in the Celtic religion. Okay. Okay. So... All right. They were into all that spiritual stuff. And, um, yeah, they chose this land specifically because of the access to the spiritual world. Sketch. Yes. So the O'Bannons built the castle for their ruling clan, the O'Carrolls. And the O'Carrolls moved into the castle, and very quickly, the Earl of Kildare tried to seize it from them, but he failed. And he only partly demolished, he only demolished, like, part of the castle, but he was just, like, he didn't, he did not succeed in his conquest. Um, and then the head of the O'Carroll clan, Mulrooney, died in 1532. And so when he died there was someone needed to step up to be the new head of the clan, right? Mm -hmm. And we know how power makes people do really crazy, stupid things. And uh, it's a tale as old as time because the two O'Carroll brothers decided to start fighting each other for power. And it was brother versus brother. And legend has it that after many, many attempts of trying to decide who would rule over the clan, one of the brothers took matters into his own hand. Oh, so, no, he killed him. Oh, yeah. But it gets better. Worse. Tale as old as time. Yeah, but not as beautiful and sweet. Always. It's always the way it goes. Uncle kills nephew. Brother kills brother. Yeah. Tell me a new story. Well, I, I'll tell you another story another time, but right now I'm going to tell you this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so brother versus brother. So one afternoon, one of the brothers, who was actually a priest, was holding mass for the family. And all of a sudden, the other brother storms in through the through the chapel bursting through the door, wielding a sword, and he storms towards his brother, the priest, and plunges the sword into his back. Whoa. So the priest and just fell to the floor at the altar, and the entire O'Carroll family watched as this their beloved family member bled out and died. Okay, so he didn't hire someone to no. do the deed for him. He just, like, walked up in there in front mm -hmm. of all of his own family and killed his other family member? Yep. And no one killed him. Oh, my God. That doesn't seem... He instilled fear in them. And they all bowed down. It was like, all right. And it makes sense because the family then starts going on this, like, crazy rampage throughout history. But that place, the chapel, it, the chapel where the priest was killed, is now known as the Bloody Chapel. Also, why was everyone killing each other back then when they were awake? Like, wouldn't you think they would... I mean, they all live in these big castles together. I would think the people would... Do it at night when everyone's asleep. There were no boundaries or limits to how people were killed in this castle. And I will tell you more about it because this family became known as the most most ruthless family in Ireland. 
it was ruled by the brother. So, of course, I don't really doubt that because he killed his brother in cold blood. Um, they would often kill others and each other on their path to supremacy. Um, there were many traps built into the castle as m- methods for killing unsuspecting guests. There was like a pit that wasn't found until 1922 that had these massive wooden stakes and they would push people down into the pit and they would just get impaled by the stakes. This is honestly reminding me a bit of American Horror Story and how it was based on that, like the the owner of the hotel who created all the death traps and mm. like the death pit and everything was based on a real guy. Interesting. Okay, so at one point, the O'Carroll clan invited around 40 members of the McMahon clan on the pretense of training the O'Carrolls in new military methods. But the O'Carrolls decided to show the McMahons their own military methods. So they were gathered for a feast at the castle. Everyone was drinking, eating, and I imagine they were all burping because I just, I don't know, every time I imagine a medieval feast, I just imagine a bunch of bearded men burping. Fatty boys burping at the table. So... That's what they're doing, eating, drinking, burping, and all of a sudden, the McMahon men start to fall ill. Their stomachs begin ulcering, and poison soaks into their blood, killing Blech. them all. See, that's the way that I would have done it. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> this is why I'm writing a show inspired by you, and the woman is a serial killer. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't have to walk up and kill someone. Like, when you're b- back in the day and there are no rules, it's like, I don't know, it just seems easier to do do other routes but you know what that was you that's you being a smart intelligent woman thinking about that now and and most serial killers that are women actually do kill by poison so maybe it's just a different in tactics and adrenaline versus smartness and um being strategic strategical about how you kill strategic strategic yeah about how you kill people versus just wanting a bloody mess and stabbing people in the back you know true Unfortunately for most female serial killers, because of that, they can't really say that it's moment of passion kill or whatever. It's very very much premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't just slowly kill someone for two months by accident. No, no, no. Whoops. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea I was slipping rat poison into her soup every morning. Oh, my God. I thought it was Splenda. (laughs) So, yeah, all these 40 McMahon men just fell dead at the feast and the truth in why they killed them is that the O'Carrolls just didn't want to pay the McMahons for teaching them all the new military methods. Uh, so they were cheap as well as evil. And then in the 1600s, the daughter of the O'Carroll cl- uh, chieftain, so the head of the clan, fell in love with an Englishman, Captain John Darby. So by 1642, Lep Castle was in the possession of the Darbys. And um, in that same year, 1642, the English Civil War began. So the son, another Jonathan Darby, because seriously, the story has like four John Darbys and they're all different, but they just, I guess, weren't creative with their names. Um, the wasn't That was tradition, though. You pass on. It's like, I know, but like give someone some individualism, you know, give them a new name or give them the true. Like, make their middle name John. Whatever. Beside the point. It's also if you decide to ch- name your child after you, good for you. I condone it. Do you though? You sound like you don't. <laughs> my so my okay. My brother is named after my dad, so his name is Derek Graham. But we have never in my life called him Derek. We call him Graham. So why didn't we just name him Graham? 
as if I had I, like I, you know, like how I am saying we as if I had a say in what we named. Why him. didn't we name him Graham? <laughs> right? Like I no, I, yeah, I understand that. But whatever. And unless you call someone, yeah, I guess if it was Jonathan, the father is Jonathan, the son is John. But still, yeah, yeah, I understand. It's just a lot of Johns. Like someone yells, John. Yes, 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 yes. My friend Kelsey's dating another girl named Kelsey, and I think it's the most confusing oh thing. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> every time not. I say Kelsey, they both turn, and I'm like, I need to come up <laughs> with a different name for one of them. So the English Civil War begins, and the son, Jonathan Darby, was afraid that the castle was going to be robbed. So what did he do? One of our favorite things, he buried treasure. Yes. Uh, so he asked two servants to help him hide all of their treasures amongst the ground. Did you say servants or did you say serpents? Servants. <laughs> oh, sounded like serpents. I was like, wow. That's very medieval. He had snakes. Yeah. He had two servants, people, not snakes, help him hide all the treasures. And then he killed the servants because they knew too much. This is why you never help anyone. Just, you know. Right. This is why you're not nice to people, you don't smile for people, and you do not say yes to helping someone bury treasure because they will kill you. Although I would help you bury treasure. And I won't kill you. Only help someone if you know that you're the scarier person and the person (laughs) asking for help is not going to cross you. (laughs) I might surprise you, Corinne. (laughs) You're rubbing off on me. Uh, Okay, so Jonathan was in prison during the Civil War, and when he got out, he returned to the castle to retrieve his treasures But with any good treasure story, it has still never been found. More reason for us to go to Ireland. Exactly. Um, Okay, then the castle was remodeled by Jonathan Darby, a different Jonathan Darby, to keep in mind, in the 18th century. Now this is getting confusing. I know. I'm telling you. Then in 1922, the IRA burnt Lep Castle down, and then it was left in remains until 1991 when the current owners, Shan and Anne Ryan, bought and restored the castle. So, although the castle remained vacant for over 70 years, people reported seeing a light in the window of the chapel turning on and off. So, this gives us a segue into the ghosts. Shall we go into Mm -hmm. it? Yes. Okay. The castle is rumored to be haunted by a number of spirits, the priest, the Mi'kmaq men, the elemental, young children, and the red lady. In 1922, workmen at Lep Castle found a trap door one afternoon while they were working in the bloody chapel, and they pried open the door and found a dark hole. As they made their way, as they made their way down into the hole, they found a horrifying sight. Within do you the think hole, they just made their way down, or do you think it was like a rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? Oh, I'm sure it was like, you go, you go. Yeah, no one's just like, ooh, a dark hole. Let's go Let's explore go this. Down. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Uh, they were for sure looking at it for like 30 minutes before they took a step in yeah and they're like john you go and then all johns were like who me who me who me (laughs) nose goes (laughs) um within the hole they found a mass amount of human remains and large wooden spikes so like i said this is one of the things that the o'carroll family had they had these trap pits that they would push unsuspecting guests into and then they would be impaled by the wooden stakes they found so many skeletons in the pit that it took three cartloads to remove them all that's a lot of bodies it's a lot of bodies that were just left down there and there was only one way in and out it was through that hole so the only way to get these bodies out was like up out through the hole okay wait so when these guys went venturing into the hole to see what was down there how the heck did they get out probably a pulley system i don't know 
on belay, belay on. Yeah, exactly. They're rock climbing. A little bit of rock climbing. Um, it is said that the victim spirits are said to are seen roaming around the castle, and sometimes people will hear horrible screams of agony, believed to be the residual sounds of the horrific last moments of life. Because a lot of people would be impaled by these wooden stakes, and it would uh, sever an organ or a lung, but they would die out very, very slowly. If you were lucky, that's, you died on impact, but very few people did. Yeah, that's a very miserable death. Yeah. Medieval people had the worst torture. It, like, it blows my mind. Oh, it's like that one rat, that rat thing. Oh, God, that's horrible. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, what was that? It was this awful torture device where they would strap a cage of rats to someone's stomach, and then <gasps> they would heat the outside of the box so the rats trying to get away from the heat source would dig and burrow <gasps> into the person's stomach and basically like rip them apart slowly from Ooh, the inside oh my god no i forget what it was called but it's gross oh there's like a torture museum i don't know where it is but we should go. probably in los angeles <laughs> where all the tortured souls go to become famous to become even more tortured okay so yeah those spirits walk around uh then within the bloody chapel there is said to be a blood stain on the floor of the room in that spot that the o'carroll brother was killed and it is said that no matter what effort is put into cleaning the blood from the floor it will always reappear there's also said to be a shadowy form that wanders the priest's house and that he will lie in people's beds and snore very loudly <laughs> so he's a sleepy he's ghost. my favorite <laughs> he's like i'm sorry you're in my bed and i'm gonna sleep on top of you and snore so it's, yeah. either you deal with it or you leave and get out of my bed. Then there's the spirit of the Red Lady who is often seen walking about the castle carrying a dagger in her hand. And people describe her as looking very menacing and that when you see her, you uh, like automatically feel like she's trying to hurt you. But oh, wow. the good part of the story is that she's not trying to hurt you. But the bad part of the story is that she is actually the spirit of a young woman who was kidnapped and raped by the O'Carrolls. And she got pregnant, but when she had the child, the O'Carrolls killed it. And what? So the woman was in such despair that she killed herself. And people believe that she's looking for the O'Carrolls who so violently wronged her, and that when she finds them, she will stab them. But it's hashtag sad because kill your captor. No, yes, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> hashtag kill your captor. That is words to live by. Um. But yeah, it's just sad because she clearly has been roaming this castle for a very, very long time and the O'Carrolls no longer live there. So maybe she can Someone get revenge on their ghost. Her. But some people who see the Red Lady report that she has a red cloth over her face and she will scream loudly twice and then just disappear, which is just a horrifying, just to imagine you see a woman with a red cloth over her face and then she looks at you and it screams twice at the top of her lungs. How big and then, did poof. my eyes get when you said that? <laughs> I was like, whoa, picturing it. It's so nuts. Okay, then there are also two young girls who have been seen heard seen who have been seen and heard playing in the castle they are often seen running up and down the stairs or playing in the hallways and their names are emily and charlotte charlotte is believed to have had deformed legs in life and so her spirit is often seen dragging her legs behind her and then emily is believed to be the spirit of an 11 year old girl who died when she fell from one of the battlements so like the high tower and this is one of the stories that reminded me of uh, Game of Thrones because Bran Stark is the one who falls off the castle wall right. or, well, is pushed. And then 
sure has deformed legs sabrina's not giving anything away for anyone who hasn't seen game of thrones this happens season one episode one episode one yes and uh often people will see a a young girl falling from the tower who just disappears before their eyes and then there's the elemental what the heck is the elemental you're smiling really creepy like so i think it's, it's something scary it is something scary it is most recognizable by the accompanying smell of rotting flesh and sulfur. Great. So it's a demon. Right. And there are a lot of theories as to what the elemental is. Some people think it's a dark spirit that has been on the land since the time of the Druids. Another theory is that the Earl who tried to siege the castle in the 1500s cursed the castle because he failed to take the castle for himself. Um, and then another less scary and more sad theory is that the elemental is actually an O'Carroll who died of leprosy and that's why the entity is said to have decomposing facial features and a horrible smell oh that's really which is really sad and sad yeah but i don't really believe in that theory because um i'll tell you some more descriptions of it okay so whatever it is the elemental seems to only appear when it's provoked and in the early 1900s it was very provoked because that's when spiritualism became very popular so a woman named Mildred Darby who lived in the castle at the time decided to uh, start hosting all these seances and table talking and automatic writing with her friends at Lep Castle so it's believed that all of this activity that she kind of opened up into the castle invited this very dark elemental into the home and this is a quote from Mildred herself Suddenly, two hands were laid on my shoulders. I turned round sharply and saw, as clearly as I see you now, a grey thing, standing a couple feet from me, with its, bent, with its bent arms raised as if it were cursing me. I cannot describe in words how utterly awful the thing was. It was very undefinable, rendering the horrible shadow more gruesome, human in shape, a little shorter than I. I could just make out the shape of big black holes, like great eyes and sharp features, but the whole figure head, face, hand and all was very gray unclean something of the color and appearance of common cotton wool but oh so sinister repulsive and devilish my friends who are clever about occult things say it is what they call the elemental the thing was the size of a sheep thin gaunt and shadowy in parts its face was human or to be more accurate inhuman its vileness with large holes of blackness for eyes loose slobbery lips and a thick saliva dripping jaw slopping back suddenly into its neck nose had nose it had none only spreading cancerous cavities the whole face being a uniform tint of gray this too was the color of the dark coarse hair covering its head neck and body its forearms were thickly coated with the same hair, so were its paws large, loose, and hand-shaped, and it sat in its hind legs. One hand or paw was raised, and a claw-like finger was extended, ready to scratch the paint. With its eyes, which seemed half-decomposed and looked incredibly foul, stared into mine, and the horrible smell, which had been offended by my which had before offended my nostrils, only a hundred times intensified coming up to my face, filling me with a deadly nausea. I noticed the lower half of the creature was indefinite. It seemed semi-transparent, at least. I could see the framework of a door that led into the gallery through its body. Okay, well, that's something I never want to come across. (laughs) Yes. and The um, whole time I'm just trying to think of, like, 
creatures to compare it to, but it's you can't. It's like a. It reminds demon. me of Black. What's his, Black? What's his name in in the Witch? Henry. No. Was his name Henry? The sheep. Yeah. Black Philip. Black Philip. Whatever. <laughs> it's like who's Henry? Honestly, it reminds me of like Hollow meets Skinwalker meets I know Demon meets Werewolf and. There's one more experience that Mildred had. She wrote a letter to a friend, Sydney Carroll, and Mildred said that her husband also seemed possessed by this thing and that he became extremely violent once it started, once it was brought into the home. But on the good, on the positive, up on up, uh, the people who own the house now said that they have never seen the elemental. There are a few visitors with stories, and you can read them online, who said that they have seen the elemental. But Mm -hmm. the owners themselves say they haven't. Um, When they bought the castle in 1991, they decided to begin restorations. But um, that's when all the paranormal activity began. So it's like the ghosts didn't want them to restore the home. And at one point, Sean had to stop restoring the castle because the ghosts made made themselves very clear. Sean was working on a ladder when it was pushed away from the wall. And Sean fell two stories, breaking his knee. Oh my, he only broke his knee? Wow. He yeah. got lucky. And in another incident, he broke his ankle. So he was just like, all right, fine, ghosts. I'm done restoring. Yeah. Like physical injuries. Yeah. And um, they've just heard his name being called as well as chanting from outside the castle. They hear ghosts mostly at nighttime. There's a woman who will brush up against them, touch them, but not like inappropriately. Um Doors will open and close on their own, and they will hear groups of people together, and every time they go towards the noise, it would stop. But Ryan says they try not to get involved, and that they've found a way to go coexist peacefully with the ghosts. Oh, that's great news. Yes. It's great news. But the elemental's lurking. No! <laughs> and that is Lep Castle. Oh my gosh. I wonder what the other spirits think of the elemental. Because it makes me think back to Waverly Hills Sanatorium and how the creeper is like this horrifying shadow entity demon thing and all the other spirits are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how the elemental has an effect on all the million spirits that exist at this one castle. It sounds like a negative energy, so I'm sure the spirits are scared of it. And it sounds like those spirits already have a lot to be scared of. Just based on being stuck in the castle where they were tortured and horribly wronged. So can you go visit this castle? You can. Are there tours? And there are tours. um, And I'm pretty sure Sean Ryan leads the tours himself. You just have to look it up online. I think they have like weird hours, but we can go visit. I'm just asking for others, not for me. I'm not going. (laughs) Okay. It's not part of our haunted Ireland castle tour. We can go to Ballacidi, but we can't go. We can. To Lep. How about what if we stay at Ballacidi and then go quickly to visit Lep Castle during the day? Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm not doing any night tours. Mm-mm. I just I'm not being left alone. Yeah. Oh no, Corinne, I would never leave you alone in a haunted castle. It's just so. It's well, I was going to say it's ironic, but it's not because. I was going to say, like, I am so terrified of going into actual, like, known haunted places. But when it goes, whoa, when it comes to Halloween and going through, like, the haunted tours and going to Universal and doing all those mazes, I am living for those. I am always the first person in line. 
I laugh the entire time. Mm -hmm. I don't scream. I don't get scared. I like, I laugh. I'm so enjoying people jumping out of dark spaces at me. But it's because I know what's coming. You know, you can kind of, you know, it's, they're people. I feel like a lot of those are actually more haunted than you think. Maybe. Like a lot of them take place in haunted locations. Also, just for our listeners, if anyone really enjoyed the episode on The Matrix, you should watch Westworld because I just don't even get it. It's so matrixy and so glitchy. Yeah, it's very it's glitchy. The second se- I finished the second season yesterday and I just I still don't really know what happened. Yeah, that's why I gave up on that show. I don't I don't want to be that confused watching TV. Well, it does help that they did the like behind the film of Westworld at the end of a lot of the episodes, like every mm. other episode or something. I do like they, those. Yeah, interview like the director and producer and actors and stuff and they give more explanation, which <laughs> has helped me. <laughs> but otherwise I'm just like, "Wait, what?" They kind of hold your hand through it a little bit. Yeah, they do. And you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Speaking of holding your hand through haunted, have you ever been to one of those haunted houses that it's like pitch black and you're like, you kind of like have to follow a rope through? Uh, No, I never did one where we have to follow a rope. But there was one, there's actually one in Vermont where there's like a little mini maze. It's like a like a mouse trap sort of thing. You know, where you like go through the little mouse maze, but it's completely black. So you have to just use your hands so to feel creepy. against the walls. And you know what? I always go to those without contacts in just to add to the effect. Speaking of not being able to see in scary movies, everyone should watch Don't Breathe. It's about these Oh, I know what it is. <gasps> people who, yeah, they break into this man's mm-hmm. house and he's blind. It's actually like really messed up. I love it. Okay, I want to watch that. Yeah, it was good. My brother told me to watch it and he watches all scary movies way before i do like he's seen all of them he's did you watch it by yourself? even the obscure indie ones he's seen it hmm did you watch it by yourself uh i think so yeah i can't do that i'm too scared yeah i just watch whatever he tells me to watch and they're usually really good okay story time story time more stories we have so many stories oh actually my friend has a castle in ireland and she told me very briefly that they have a ghost, but she has to email me the whole thing and she has yet to do it, but her mom has seen the ghost a ton. I'm sorry. Rewind. You have a friend who is a castle in Ireland? Yeah, that was a brag brag. I was trying to be like humbly bragging about it. But also, what castle? How do you own a castle in Ireland and live here? And why haven't you or myself been invited? Uh, I have been invited. I have not been able to go. Um, she's a friend from high school, and she is of Irish descent, clearly. Um, but I don't know much about the history of the castle. I think it's been passed down. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. All right, here is an email. This is from Kat. She says, hi, girls. My name is Kat. I live in England. I'm a hereditary Wiccan, and I love the podcast, by the way. And she has quite a few stories, so I'm just going to just gonna read them okay as a wiccan i am very spiritual we do the whole sage burning and crystal hoarding i would say my mother and i also are also beacons for creepy shit it's like you and your mom corinne (laughs) i know (laughs) we have incidents where complete strangers tell us personal information we most definitely do not need nor want to know and an 80 year old woman once decided 
she was going to tell my mother about her sex life at a bus stop of all the things. Okay, but like, I'm really happy that 80-year-old woman has a sex life. Go her. But of course, you are interested in ghost stories and tales. England is crazy haunted. We've lived in multiple homes and are connected to people who have had sad endings, meaning we have plenty of experiences with the paranormal. Ever since my nan passed away when I was four or five years old, a photograph of my aunt, a woman who I was named after and who died before I was born, gets moved around my room during the night. I once left the picture face down on the floor after unpacking it at a new house, and the next morning it was sat up facing my mirror. It has since been turned and moved across the floor with no explanation as to who or what is doing it. Interesting. When my youngest sister had just started walking and talking properly, she would complain that a boy was sitting on her toy box, but no one would be there. And she would say hi to nobody as she looked up our stairs and onto the landing. She would also wave and lean on the steps shouting up. (laughs) Wow. We had a theory as to who they may have been, but but there was no definite behavior or any apparition to be able to identify them. But it sounds like a good spirit. Yeah, the little kids just just waving, you know. Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another incident: we had moved into a new house and had some rather unsettling vibes left over from our crazy from the crazy lady who used to lock her children in the cupboard <gasps> under the stairs. No. Whoa, Harry Potter. This same house, the apparition of a man and a dog kept appearing in our downstairs loo. Sometimes they would be together, other times separate, and they would be discovered in the hall upstairs, and even lucky me, my bedroom. <laughs> The dog on multiple instances, although not always visible, you could sense that it was there and it would walk into my bedroom. The cats would be sleeping on the floor and all of a sudden they would start hissing at empty spaces. (laughs) I'm sure it was the... They were afraid of the dog. Yeah. I'm sure it was the dog because my eldest cat absolutely despises them enough to attack them herself. (laughs) That is true. My dog was terrified of cats because the cats would run at him. Yeah. He was always just minding his own business, walking around, and cats would jump out of bushes to chase him, and he was freaked out. <laughs> Evil! Good old cat. Another time, we were sat in the lounge watching the TV, and the room turned cold really quickly. I have hypermobility syndrome, and as a result, my joints, especially my feet and my ankles, are really sensitive to temperature change. I was cold, like I was standing in a freezer, but the spot on the sofa between my mother and I was so much colder as if the ghost had decided to sit next to me and watch tv with us there was no record of anything happening at this house or any reason for there to be a haunting other than the residual energy left by the previous owner we had heavy books fly off the top of the cupboards our kitchen dining room and lounge were an open plan and keys would be thrown between them oh my god it was weird We would sometimes scold them for getting in the way or upsetting our cats. (laughs) Never upset the cats. All right, now on to our castle experience. We were once visiting a landmark, Dover Castle and Tunnels. I believe that's in England. I think I looked it up. Mm -hmm. Here they have these wartime tunnels and and in particular a hospital tunnel. We asked and they said that there was no record of anyone dying down there, but there was definitely but they were definitely used during the world wars. There was a whole group of us standing at the first section of the tunnel waiting for our tour guide to finish the safety talk and background on the tunnels. My mother and I were side by side and a cold air pushed past us enough with enough force to make me 
and my weak ankles stumbled. <laughs> oh, no. We both took one knowing look at each other and didn't speak about it again while we were in the tunnels. Yeah. Wow. But the creepiest thing to have happened to us by far actually happened to my mother. An illness like the flu or something similar had been making its way around to each of our family members. Once it had passed me and I was feeling better, my mother and my sister became ill. It got so bad that we were all sharing a room to keep an eye on each other. One night, my mother woke up to two fingers. <laughs> two fingers. <laughs> I was like, two fingers? <laughs> two figures. <laughs> One <laughs> One night, my mother woke up to two figures arguing at the foot of the bed that we were sharing. She could see I was asleep, but she was still very much out of it because of her fever. Fever. These two figures were arguing between themselves, going on about whether or not they should tell her about something. <gasps> no They were way. kind of debating with each other and mentioned a name I can't quite remember. They said this person wanted to pass on a message, but my mother fell back to sleep and the figures left. The next morning, my mom was thinking back over it, recounting it to me. At first, she thought it was some sort of hallucination. She was ill. She had high temperatures, etc., etc. But when she asked my sister's father if he knew someone by the name that the figures were on about, he turned and said, yeah, my mom used to have a neighbor and a friend by that name. He passed away when I was a boy. We were freaked out. To this day, we have not a clue as to who those figures were and what the message this guy wanted to pass on was but my mother had never known this man nor heard his name until that night and it was by far the strangest experience we have occurred in this family we currently live in an 18th 19th century building and i'm surprised that nothing has happened here yet but there are plenty of tales about the smugglers tunnels and bomb shelter tunnels which run underground stretching across the whole town Keep up the good work, girls. Really enjoying the podcast. You make my Monday morning bus journeys much more entertaining. Blessed be, Kat. <laughs> wow, she's had a lot of experiences. So many experiences. And it's just so interesting, too, the, the castle experience, because it's like they said that there were no deaths or anything, and yet something like breezed past her and her mom, and I, they're both extremely sensitive, and they right. knew. I just something. feel like that's a lie, though. It's a hospital tunnel that was used during wartime. Whether to say or not, that no one died. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that at some point someone passed away, whether it was peacefully or whatnot. There must be. Right. There may just be no recorded deaths, right. but that doesn't mean that there are no deaths. Right. Or maybe like there are spirits that were attached to it because a nurse or a doctor cured them there and they had an emotional feeling or resonance there i don't know i just it's hard to believe that in a hospital tunnel that was used during war has no death i want to look up dover castle now and go into i mean it's not saying that there were no deaths in the castle but maybe it was just in the tunnels right yeah maybe so maybe i mean we know that ghosts are not necessarily bound to one spot just because you die in your bedroom doesn't mean you can't walk around the whole house you know they might have been all over the property that's very true I just love how much more history there is in Europe in general. Like the fact that they live in an 18th and 19th century building where there are smuggler tunnels and bomb shelter tunnels. Right. The sad thing is, is there is history in America, but a lot of it was destroyed, you know? Native right. Americans had history. Right. But kind of where, where, where did it go? Because we, the settlers, are more selfish little we power say hungry we, men. We were not a part of it. We our ancestors, unfortunately. Our ancestors. Were. 
Although I am slightly Native American, we know that. Yeah. My family's suspicions were correct when I got my 23 and me back. Suspicions. And you know what? Also, it could be we because we don't know who we were in past lives. So, Oh, my gosh. I'm so mad at myself if I did that. What? If I was mean. I was like, what did you do? But yeah, I know, right? Conquered people and ruined their culture and (sighs) destroyed things and took over. Yep. I had power problems. Yep. Well, just we got to keep on making up for it with every life. Put out good energy. Okay, I have another story. Okay. This is from Deborah. And she says, I went to Hogwarts. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. (laughs) Uh, I was so stoked when you mentioned my old school, George Harriet's. It has a couple of spooky spirits itself and that I thought I would tell you about. But firstly, yes, it is totally Hogwarts. The motto is Impendo, which sounds like a spell to me. We had four houses and the uniforms looked suspiciously too similar to Ravenclaw. The teachers... (laughs) The teachers wore capes for morning assembly, and we'd go to the Elephant House Cafe at lunchtime right at the same time J.K. Rowling was starting her books. That's so cool. So cool. Like, could you imagine? I bet J.K. Rowling was sitting there at the same time they were, and she, I'm she sure. was, like, examining I'm them. Sure. Anyway, the That's most, where the uniforms came from. Totally. Hey, Sabrina, what house are you in again? Are I'm a Huff. Ravenclaw? I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, you're a Hufflepuff. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Are you a Griff? I've taken the... Yeah, I'm, I'm Gryffindor. I've taken the test so many times and I always only get Gryffindor. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm... But I bet if you were two houses, you'd probably be Slytherin mixed with Gryffindor. I think I'm Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh my God, you are. <laughs> I'm all... I'm just Huff all the way. I think I have a little hint of Slytherin, but doesn't everyone? We all have bad thoughts. Sometimes. Everyone has a dark side. <laughs> okay, anyway, the most famous ghost story is that of the little drummer boy. Sounds creepy as shit. Oh, and Oliver Cromwell's horses are meant to haunt the chapel. Back to, oh, back to the wee drummer boy. <laughs> you pretty. I've been doing this a lot lately. <laughs> back to the wee drummer boy. When the school was more like an orphanage in the 1600s, a pupil was required to wake up all the boys by drumming up and down the spiral staircases of the tunnels. Yep, Tourette's. It's basically a big old witchy castle. He met his demise falling down these stairs, or maybe he was pushed. Maybe someone didn't like being rudely awoken by him banging his drum. And the story goes that he can that you can still hear the faint beat drifting up and down the staircase, which is scary when you're sitting in detention and everyone else has gone home. Oh, my gosh. As you said, the school is adjacent. Also, I'm sorry, Debbie, why did you get detention? I don't know. She didn't specify that. She'll have to tell us. Maybe she's a Slytherin. As you said, the school is adjacent to Greyfriars Kirkyard. And, well, before the homeless man broke in, one pupil ran... One pupil ran into the vault of Bloody Mackenzie, escaping the wrath of the headmaster. Bloody Mackenzie? Bloody Mackenzie. Seemingly, he got trapped in the vault and went mad with fear when confronted by the ghost. Recently, a couple of kids, not from the school, broke into one of the coffins, cut the head off of a mummified corpse, and played football slash soccer with it. Pretty dark. Wait, what? That's horrifying. Honestly, all of these children that were involved in that need to be examined by a psychiatrist because yes. There's i just something very wrong with them yeah like flashing in my mind is like future serial killer future animal abuser yeah. like, no that's so horrible i went into the vault with my friend who was a ghost tour guide and can honestly say i felt fine there however there are a lot of very real accounts of people who have been scratched bitten and pushed quite a few have fainted too but your podcast reminded me of an encounter i had there 20 years ago I'm so freaking old. (laughs) 
<laughs> in the Coventer's prison, an area that is locked off to members to the public, I saw something quite strange that I still cannot explain to this day. When I was an art student, my class had to spend a freezing, drizzly morning sketching gravestones in the kirkyard. My friends that honestly sounds wonderful. It sounds amazing. I wish I went here. My friend Sarah whispered to me to come over to her, and she pointed beyond the bars to a row of flickering lights in the prison. They were just hovering about three inches above the ground, right where the right where the black mausoleum is. We couldn't see any tea lights slash candles, and we would have no idea how anyone could have scaled the ten-foot walls anyway. The only time the gate is open is at night by tour guides. This went on for several minutes, and a group of us by this time just watched in disbelief. Anyway, this email has gotten a bit unintentionally long, so thank you for reading if you got this far, and I have to commend you for your... For you, Corinne, your attempts at the wee Scottish poem, it's on an easy accent, and our old words are difficult even for us Scots. Love the <laughs> podcast. Keep them coming. Debbie. And she sent a picture of the school, and it is stunning. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Why the heck don't we go to schools that look like this? Right? I mean, LMU is pretty, but in a different way. Modern, white, stucco, everything with manicured lawns. But this is like, this is Hogwarts, you know? It's it's magical this is like the humpback of notre dame this is i'm everything i still believe that i will get my hogwarts acceptance letter but they have like an adult version you know i bet they do have have that you know where you can request to go for like a week somewhere and pretend you're in hogwarts oh oh i meant for real like i'm i i think i have magic powers and they're just a little late coming too (laughs) and the magic community will send me my acceptance letter and i'll just be the oldest person at hogwarts but i don't care because it will be amazing i just want to be somewhere magical but then i'd be like why am i in gryffindor all the drama's happening here i'm transferring to slytherin (laughs) hufflepuff is the least dramatic what is happening what 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 sounded like an ice cream truck so (gasps) i got a little excited (laughs) but then it stopped Maybe it's up for children. For me, should I run out? I don't have a bra and I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> yes, you definitely should. <laughs> Give me the SpongeBob one. Okay, thank you guys for listening. You are amazing. Uh, if you have ghost stories of any kind, uh, or UFO, paranormal, alien, cryptids, whatever, anything. Just anything unusual, paranormal, yeah. creepy, enjoyable. Just send them to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, the most exciting news ever. We have new merch, and it's coming out with this episode on Sunday, and I am so excited about it. We both love it. We hope you do, too, and we wanted to say thank you to all of our designers, uh, Lindsay, Mallory, Hannah, Anne, and Clinton. You guys are amazing. Um, If you want to learn more about them, we've linked um, on our Big Cartel shop. You can see their websites and their Instagrams and their Etsy pages and everything. They're so talented, and we could not have done this without them because Corinne and I are not talented in the drawing world. Hey, hey, hey. I actually am. I'm somewhat, but like, okay, sorry. We are not. I'm talented, but I don't own Photoshop. That's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> we could not have done it without them. Yes. Um, and we hope you love them as much as we do. So go check it out. And if you're having trouble finding the link, just go onto our website. It's two girls, one ghost podcast.com. And that's we have a tab which is merch and you can just click and find it by also it's also linked in our instagram bio so yes that's easy too um and if you have any merch or buy merch or whatever and 
want to be potentially featured on our uh, website mm-hmm. in our little gallery of people wearing merch, send us the pictures send of you and your us. merch. Yes. Because we'd love to post them and we like to see you guys in them. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we have Patreon if yeah. you so care to donate and support us in that way some of the tiers actually give you discounts off of merch yes so that's do. a plus and then rate us on itunes rate and review uh give us five stars if we get to 2000 we'll do another giveaway so help us get there show us that you're listening by just rating and reviewing it takes two minutes and we would really greatly appreciate it because it helps us grow as a podcast we will see you on the other, other side. side. Very smooth.